welcome to Valley of the Sunset, a Vampire the Masquerade V5 Chronicle set in and around Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, this will be our fourth episode, and we're going to uh, begin this evening with the member of our coterie that was not present at the motel uh, two episodes ago. Um, so, Shepard... You've uh, you've been out in the desert. You had kind of a, an eventful awakening uh, this evening, and you've been left to find information. So, um, do you have any errands you need to run? Anything you'd like to do before you meet up with Rotary? Um. I'm at hunger too, mm -hmm. so I think I might uh, hit up the commune for a snack before uh, before I go in because I never actually did that the previous night. I got yeah, that's true. Yeah, you ended up feeding on uh, on animals instead. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you have your herd. Uh, you can easily uh, dip off into your commune and uh, feed from one of the willing mortals that works with you. So do I need to make a roll for that, or is that just... I... Uh, no, you have the herd background. Um, you're not uh, straining your herd to feed from them in this manner, so you can slake one hunger. Um, and then I will uh, probably make my way to the hotel, because that's where the only kindred I really know. Well... More or I less. Trust, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. More or less. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna head. I'm gonna head to uh, the hotel. So are you Are you walking again, or do you have some kind of vehicle that you take? I don't have a vehicle. <laughs> so that'd on be, foot. Be one more way to to track my comings and goings. Very true. Yeah. All right, so you are you're making a rather long walk from your hippie commune to the motel, mm -hmm. and when you arrive, it's it's not it's, you know a couple of hours later, uh, and Eloise, this is just after your walk-in freezer meeting. Uh, I believe you went back to the the desk, kind of having given your marching orders to your subordinates of uh, you know make this problem disappear. I don't want to hear any more about this. The prince is coming. Everything must be perfect. Uh, and you are sitting at the front desk when the final mem member of your coterie makes his appearance uh, just a little before 10 p.m. And Shep walks in the door. Yes, good to see you. Good to see you. Where, I don't know where you've been, but uh, we have a very big meeting. The prince is coming, uh, and we need to have everything in order. You still have that skull. So Eloise kind of looks down at one of her drawers and, like, opens a drawer, and it's kind of pens and paper clips and stuff. Uh, yes, still here. 
didn't clean it, did you? Um, well, uh, Fox Club hasn't gotten around to that yet, it appears. Melinda around? Uh, yes, yes, she's uh, preparing for the visit with the prince, I believe. What do you need? Might need to see if I can get a little blood off that skull. See what she can do with it. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I just ask that we prioritize this visit with the prince before we get into the doing spells and, and things. Is she here? She's here, yes, but she's busy. Again, the priority is the prince tonight, Shep. The priority is the prince. Here. Yes. Probably make myself scarce then. I think that would be for the best, dear. Be in the bar. Yes, yes, very well. All right, Melinda. Um, you, this is right after the, the walk-in freezer conversation uh, with the Coterie. Uh, you were the last to leave. Uh, Fox Glove cleaned up her room, uh, came and got Molly, and is kind of hiding her away. Um, despite some of the confusion in the conversation earlier, just a reminder to you, the prince has not actually arrived yet. The prince is en route. Uh, the sheriff is here. Uh, he is um, uh, securing the room that the prince is going to use for her meeting. Um, but the bar is secluded right now, uh, far away from uh, whatever is going to be happening uh, on that side of the motel. And Shep walks in through the doors. Uh, imagine you're kind of probably hanging behind the bar. Uh, Jeffy, are you are you here? Your duties in the room are kind of done. Uh, you're probably not wanting to get yourself in trouble. You you know a secret uh, that should not be said to people. So um, you're probably here as well when, when Chef walks in. Yeah, I think I was back like at the, you know, bar doing my job like, oh boy. Oh, oh, Mr. Um, hey there, uh, Chef. Oh, hey. Uh, did you hear, hear the news? Big guest coming in tonight. Always told me. Okay, um, well, uh, you know, just, um, you know, be casual and hang out and, you know, don't do anything dumb and everything's gonna be, <laughs> yeah, A okay, A okay. Yep. I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I go sit down in a corner uh, booth. I um I was gonna say that I feel like after Melinda took care of like Molly like putting her in the in Fox Glove's room, I think she would have actually gone into her studio instead of just staying mm. out in the event. I think she would have gone in there, um, and then just maybe prepare a couple of things in case customers came in, um, and also in case um, what was her name, uh. Rochelle Giorgiani. Yes, sure. So I think she so, she might leave the door open, but she's not like actually interacting with any anyone else right now. All right. So then, uh, then Chef, I would say uh, then you would have noticed that um, 
if you were looking to have a private conversation with Melinda, um, now might be a, a decent time because she seems to be in her her studio uh, with the door slightly ajar, perhaps welcoming a guest. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So instead of going to a booth after that interaction with uh, with Jeffy, I'll walk over to the uh, entrance way to her little studio and. So Chef knocks on the door. Right. It's not a door. What is it? Oh yeah, it's, it's a beaded curtain, right? <laughs> so it's like a I slightly like parted. <laughs> I feel like it does have a door, but when she's in the room, the door is open and it's just a beaded uh, curtain. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So yeah, so wrap the door. Oh, hello there, Chef. How are you? Doing all right. It seems like things are. Little tense around here. You missed quite the scare, uh, scary moments we had. Um, yeah, I would try to stay away from Eloise if you can. Uh, she's not in a good mood tonight. Always do. Um, Is there anything I can help you with tonight? Yeah. Uh, you. Do that sorcery stuff, yeah. Uh, Melinda's just going to smile at you. Hmm. Do you know how to figure out who someone was from their blood? I'm afraid I cannot help you, Chef. I have not. I uh, gained those skills yet. I'm I'm working on it. Mm. All right. I told him. Is there anything else? Oh, okay. Goodbye. Well, that that was rude. Okay. And Melinda is gonna go back to organizing her studio. All right. Eloise, you were again manning the desk, waiting uh, probably pretty anxiously for the prince's arrival. Okay. When, where's where's uh, Foxglove at this point? She's in her room with Molly? Yes, yeah. Keeping her quiet uh, as per your very explicit instructions. <laughs> okay. In that case, um, Eloise is probably like checking paperwork and making sure, you know, people have been checked out on time and m monitoring spreadsheets, tidying up, probably like anxious, like fidgety, making sure things are in order that she thinks matter a lot, but that actually in real life don't matter <laughs> <laughs> so you were like anxiously doing your paperwork mm -hmm. uh fastidiously going over the bookkeeping 
of this tiny, tiny little motel that hardly does any businesses on that all. It is really entirely propped up by the funding of the, the Camarilla courts to kind of secure the, the retail and uh, the, the real estate, rather, mm-hmm. um, of the location. But you keep your ledgers. You have your regular guests and regular customers. Yep. Some of some of them you don't, as we explored a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, she's probably mumbling like, hmm, occupancy is down for the second quarter in a row. We really need to do more marketing. I should ask Foxglove to do that uh, Facebook or something. Uh, Is Eloise by chance modeled after anyone you've had the pleasure of working with? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I people that worked at like grocery stores and stuff <laughs> like cared a lot about dumb shit that's like we're getting paid eleven dollars an hour calm calm your <laughs> yeah it doesn't matter that much <laughs> all right um as you were going over the bookkeeping the front door to the lobby opens again and a very elegantly dressed woman steps in. Not the prince who you were expecting, uh, but a, a visitor from uh, the previous evening. She's dressed in all black, um, a evening wear, uh, very reminiscent of the 1940s kind of glamour. Uh, she has a... a black fur stole draped over her shoulders and she's wearing a a hat with a veil that covers half of her face okay um and would i know whether this is a human or a, a vampire uh not by looking at her you can't uh, you can't tell and you said she. This is a visitor from last night. So someone I would have recognized who came in last night. Yes, you saw her come in uh, the previous evening and okay. head towards the the bar or restaurant area. Okay, and she's again entering and going, just like she's in, she's entering and actually this time she's approaching uh, the front desk where you're sitting. Okay. Yes. Hello. Welcome. Uh, how can I? How can I serve you? Uh, good evening. I just wanted to inquire if Miss Hart is in for the evening. Yes, yes, I believe she's in. One moment. Melinda! <laughs> so, Melinda, you hear your name being shouted down the hallway. <laughs> um, I think Melinda's gonna roll her eyes. I've asked many times for one of those, uh, you know, speakers or walkie-talkies or something. <sighs> and then Melinda's gonna walk out with a smile on her face. Yes, Eloise. What is it? You have a guest her. here to see you. Oh, go ahead, Trey. See her, Melinda. Rochelle Giovanni standing on the other side of the sk- Oh, hello. Nice to see you again. Please. Come, come. Thank you, Eloise. Goodbye. And then I'm going to to motions to like to go inside my studio. So Rochelle follows you. Uh, you might mark this, Eloise, as a bit of a suspicious interaction. 
particularly with the prince coming. Who who is this? What is the secret meeting? There were perhaps references to a clandestine meeting earlier that Melinda kind of brushed off. Okay. Oh, 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 that's sorry. right. That's right. That was um that was with Jeffy. Is that right? And Fox Love. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's Love right. You. Sorry about that. Yep. But still, yeah, a bit of a. <laughs> yeah, Eloise would pick up on Melinda's being like, yes, yes, yes. Um, and she's just going to kind of watch them go into the room um, and kind of make a mental note to like follow up on that one later after the, the prince visit. All right. So I imagine this time when you go into your studio, Melinda, you close the door. I do, yes, yes. But I try to um, not make it so obvious. You know, I close it delicate, like gently, not like slamming to make. No, no, no. This is a normal meeting, client, <laughs> nothing strange about it. <laughs> All right. And being left alone with Rochelle, she takes the seat opposite your. Uh, table uh you have like a little like tarot card crystal ball kind of table is that right a little parlor yeah. table perhaps i think it's what we might call yeah. that and the way i'm imagining this room i can like quickly explain it real quick so there's like a mm -hmm. table in the center because it's not that big of a room right so it's not like there's mm -hmm. a lot but there's a small table on the center it's like circular and then you can see on the walls there's a lot of like shelves and those shelves i have lots of crystals and then you can probably see some oils that I've created that I sell in my Etsy store bowl. So I have there in case some people want it. And then on the other end, I have all these like, yeah, I have some like hair cards and the, the crystal ball. And then maybe some decorations that go into like with the theme of the room. And it's probably kind of like in a darker side of the room. Um, and that one actually has some sort of like, purple shades um, um so that's how the room would be yeah mm -hmm. yeah so rochelle crosses to the plush armchair that you have stationed across from the parlor table and takes a seat delicately oh, it's nice to see you again it's lovely to see you again as well i I hope you have had time to consider our proposal. I've come with my list of required goods. Yes, well, I was hoping to look at this list and see if I'd actually be able to help you. Um, since I don't know, I, I cannot agree yet. She reaches into her purse, her handbag, and produces a folded piece of paper uh, and offers it to you. I, I grab it, of course, and open it. Opening it, you see it is a, a handwritten list um, entirely made of products from your Etsy store. Okay. Yes, I, I can certainly give all of this to you. Um, but Question, why didn't you just order them online? You know, we have a great delivery system. It's quickly, two-day shipping. 
For our kind, it is difficult to do business on the internet these days. What with the mortals, uh, angst, awareness of our dealings, it might be better to come to the source. And besides, Miss Hart, I've so long wanted to meet you. You are well known in certain occult circles. Well, I'm honored to have met you as well. Um, well, if this is all you need. And then Melinda is going to give a look at Rochelle, like confirming that this is everything that she's asking of Melinda. Yeah, she'll, she'll, she'll give you a, a smile and just nod back and politely. Um, do I recognize why those ingredients might be necessary? Like, Interesting. Make uh, intelligence and a cult plus a cult roll. Okay, wait, let me see what, what that is. You said intelligence and a cult? Okay. Yes, intelligence plus a cult. Oh, wait, I need my dice. <laughs> I'm actually going to rouse the blood, because I'm very curious. <laughs> okay, yeah. Sorry, sorry, I apologize. I should have done this. Okay, let's see if I get hungry. I don't get hungrier. So it's right. going to be plus two, right? Plus I two think. to your roll, yeah. Three. Wait, what's my hunger? Oh, man. Okay. Okay, here we go. We got one, two, three, four, five, six. Six successes. Six successes. So you would realize, Melinda, that there's there's nothing particularly special about the ingredients of it, but something about her statement, perhaps it's more the social so connection that Rochelle is looking to make here. Oh, so she... Okay. So she wants to just know me to like oh yes I am friends so I like we we know each other that's what I at least I get right that's 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 kind of the vibe from okay. this. it was it was less about what she was here to purchase and more about making the connection okay okay um well then if when she just smiles and nods at Melinda Melinda's gonna stand up and like reach she probably has like this um you know those old receipt notebooks when you would go to a <laughs> store? Um, she would probably like write down all the prices and like all that she needs, and then she would slide that to Rochelle. Um, so perfect. I can get this all to you tonight. Um, this is how much it will be. Um, if you give me two minutes, I can get you uh, all of this stuff. Because probably I may have. Wait, do I have them? Do I want him? Do I want her to come back? 
Can I say that I already had the the stuff with me? Yeah, I mean, I think all your products are probably here in the your studio. So I I would yeah. say if you wanna if you wanna have everything that she has on her list already prepared, then you certainly could do that. Yeah. Then yeah, that's if you want to say does. you're out of stock on something and you're gonna have to like take a night or two to to make it, you could do that too. You know, whatever you want. No, I think like if if Melinda got the sense that. You know, there's this sense of, I want to be, like, not friends, but at least acquaintances. Acquaintance? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think she will try to do a good job. So uh, she she's going to collect all the stuff that for Rochelle and handed it to her. Here you go. I hope this is everything you ever wanted. She will smile as you uh, offer the, the bag of products, and she pulls a uh, very cleanly pressed new uh, stack of cash from her handbag. I believe you'll find uh, everything paid in full, plus a little extra for the convenience. It has been a pleasure meeting you, Ms. Hart. I hope we can continue doing business in the future. Of course, you know where to find me. She will uh, politely take her bag of goods. And uh, Eloise, did you have something to add? I just have a flavor question. Um, mm -hmm. Does Melinda have, because every time you order something on Etsy, they always have like a little card with their Etsy shop name that's all branded and cute. Do you like stick one of those in there? So I was going to say that um, since Probably she wants to do may maybe more business. Um, she's going to give her one of those cards. Um, oh, Rochelle, um, next time you want to talk to me or you need anything from me, um, you can use this phone number to contact me. And we can arrange a meeting if necessary. She'll take the card from you personally and put it in her handbag. Thank you, uh, Linda, if I may call you Melinda. Of course. That's my name. <laughs> I look forward to speaking to you again very soon. Well, have a wonderful night. Stay safe out there. And with that, she departs. I'm going to walk to the bar now and just sit there for a second. All right, so uh, so Shep, you're in your dark corner of the bar. Jeffy, you're uh, playing bartender when both of you see Melinda quietly walk in and sit in a lonely corner of the bar by herself. <laughs> Jeffy's like wiping the same glass just like y'all know you, you can sit up over at the bar with me you don't have to no you're just gonna two separate sides huh well all right then melinda is just going to roll her eyes and maybe move closer to jeffy <laughs> not maybe she does she actually moves closer to <laughs> jeffy 
Are you still mad at me, Jeffy? Nah, nah, I'm just, you know, a little nervous. <laughs> Think Fox Club's got it under control, right? Of course, of course. Um, have we heard anything? About, about what? The visit? Yeah, we're not, we'll hear when they're done. N none of our beeswax. Okay. Well, I guess I'm just going to wait to see if I get any more clients for the night. Well, you go ahead and do that. Um, you know, I pretty much closed up shop here waiting for further instructions. But, uh, you know, if you think it's smart to have customers coming in and out, then, you know, you, you know best. That's what I always say. That, that Melinda, she knows best. Um, Melinda's going to give you a look of like, okay. Calm down. Um, uh, well, I was hoping to wait out here. Not to be all alone in my studio. Well, I got a deck of cards. You know how to play, uh, you know how to play five card stud? What? Oh, it's poker. I'll teach you. It's real easy. Eloise, get mad. Oh, never mind. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, do you know how to play cards? Yep. Well, you want to? Come on, chap. Join us. It's going to be wonderful. Oh, it's so much fun. You can see that Melinda's actually very excited. Put <laughs> <laughs> it on the line. Oh, I mean, I figure we just play a friendly game. We're killing time here, aren't we? We're just, uh, you know, can't get too distracted. But uh, if you, you only want to play for stakes, well, I don't know what you have in mind. Well, don't really have much on me. Well... Uh, you you give me you give me just one quick minute, and uh, Jeff, you'll like go clean out the register and be like, "All right, two hundred for you, two hundred for you, two hundred for me." I love it. <laughs> I love that. Perfect. All right, so Jeffy cleans out the register at the bar, distributes the money to set up a poker game. While Eloise at the front desk. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> uh, Eloise manning the front desk. You, you have seen uh, Melinda's guest uh, depart with a little uh, baggie branded for um, Melinda's Etsy shop. Mm -hmm. So maybe a lot less suspicious on the way out. <laughs> okay. Um, um, Eloise is gonna just ask like did you find everything you needed tonight oh yes i did thank you so much yes very well very well come back anytime and she will make her way out and you are left alone in the quiet for a moment what car pulls into the parking lot it's an older model car looks like a 
Rolls Royce from mid-century. Okay. Does Eloise very have... sleek, very stylish. I imagine that at the front desk, there's also like security cam. There's like a oh, monitor, yeah. one monitor with like all of the business and like mm -hmm. everything, and one monitor with like security cameras. So she's probably watching the car pull up and like, um, she's gonna um immediately call to the kitchen, mm -hmm. um, or call to the bar. <laughs> so while you're playing your uh, your poker game, uh, the bar phone begins to ring, Jeffy. Yeah, it, it rings a few times. Like, oh, oh hell, I fold. Uh, don't go, don't go steal my pot now. And he'll go like, uh, um, hello, Jeffy. How many times do I have to instruct you on how to answer the phone here? <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, it's, um, uh, uh, Louise Bar and Restaurant, how may I serve you? Yes, yes, very good, very good, but, uh, on to more pressing matters. Our, our guest appears to be arriving. I need you to prepare a, a pitcher of blood wine and use the fancy glasses to bring it up to, to the room, uh, what room is it? 316. What is it? 316. 316. Uh, 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 yes, Ms. Eloise, uh, uh, right away. Don't forget the cocktail napkins. Uh, uh, I, I won't. Uh, you know what I'll say. Cocktail napkins number one. Click. <laughs> <laughs> Very good boy. And then she hangs up and continues watching the screen. Do, do we have blood wine? <laughs> uh, so, Jeffy, as you go to fill this request, uh, you, you go to the the special secret cupboard. You did you did actually. Eloise was very savvy. She purchased uh, some blood rot wine from a traveling satite merchant, um, maybe a couple of years ago at this point. Uh, but as you go to the cupboard where it was stored, you find that oh, you guys used the last bottle. Was it at the Christmas party? It was at the Christmas party. <laughs> Uh, and the cupboard is bare. Oh, well, oh, that's no good. Um, you get, like, your desk phone starts ringing. Wait, can I ask a question before you do that? Is there, like, V8 tomato juice? <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, then, then never mind. <laughs> but your desk phone rings, Eloise. Okay. Moments after you gave these instructions to Jeffy. Um, what's the the human name of the hotel again, or like the front name? You were. I think. Um, didn't we decide that it was like Motel Six or something like that? It was just some like random, like like random normal run of the mill, but like it's actually this one is run by vampires. Okay, Red Roof Inn, uh, West Phoenix. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, I'm sorry. I have Justin. Why don't we make it a different roadside motel chain every time we have to reference the actual name of it? <laughs> so Red Roof Inn, La Quinta um, Motel okay. Six. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, yeah, it's just me there, uh, Sylvie's, um, 
Yeah. Well, uh, well, we don't have the accommodations, so uh, I just, I just don't know what um, Christmas party, Christmas party. So, uh, <sighs> Jeffy, 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 go into uh, the the cabinet next to the walk-in. The combination is five, four, three, six, and there should be a bottle in there. It's Eloise's secret. Oh, Eloise. Kept thing. a secret reserve. All right, so Jeffy. Yeah. Into the cabinet by the walk-in. You do find hidden in the very back of the cabinet a combination safe. You turn the dial, 5436, just as Eloise instructed, and it pops open. Pops open. Inside, you do find one remaining sealed bottle of the blood wine. What else does Eloise does Eloise keep anything else in this this locked cabinet? Yeah, there's probably hash. There's probably like any kind of jewelry or watches that guests have maybe left behind. <laughs> um, tax documents and um, maybe some of the like better like fancy snacks that Eloise likes. Like, it's her, it's her stash. I love it, yeah. <laughs> so you do, do truly find, Jeffy, Eloise's secret stash. There are cash, there are legal documents, uh, there's snack foods, and there's this bottle of blood wine. Uh, I think, like, Jeffy's not gonna fuck with any of this stuff. He's a good boy. But he does grab the blood wine, and he writes a little, like, I owe you one bottle BW, Jeffy. And like, puts it, puts it in. And then he goes and he gets the fancy crystal and takes it in one of those, like, um, do we have those, like, silver domed, you know, like, delivery trays or whatever? Yeah, it's probably, like, dinged up and shitty, but we definitely do. And Eloise thinks it's fancy. And just because I just thought of it, there's also, like, because Eloise has a background as a singer, there's also, like, her own mixtapes in there as well. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, a couple of so... Videos. Yeah, there's <laughs> tapes, but it's, like, got her picture on it. Like this. So, I don't know if that's tempting. Jeffy, do you remember to appropriately close the safe after you're done? Uh, or in your rush, crazy. do you perhaps leave it slightly ajar? I think I'm in a rush to make sure everything's uh, you know put together for the prince. So I like. I swing it to close it, but it, like you're supposed to relatch it, so it just kind of like bonks, and then like, <laughs> you know, what I mean? and then I'm off to the room to set up like, you know, the, the refreshments. Trying to get out of there before our guests actually arrive, so that it's prepared. So yeah, so you're ru right, rushing to do this. To refreshments, ah. <laughs> uh, Eloise, as you're watching the monitors, the the Rolls Royce is pulled into a parking space. A very classically uniformed chauffeur steps out of the driver's seat, and you can see this guy is jacked like a linebacker. Uh, and he he steps to the uh, rear door of the car and opens it, and a very elegantly dressed woman 
uh, steps out. You immediately recognize the prince, Colette Renoir. Uh, she's wearing a velvet red evening gown that looks very expensive, uh, uh, dressed in jewels. And she very briefly checks her makeup in the mirror of the car before making her way into the hotel. Uh, her chauffeur preceding her. And the two of them enter the lobby. And seeing you stationed at your desk, she immediately greets you with a smile. Oh, Eloise, so pleasant to see you again. I hope you've been keeping well. Your Highness, um, it is absolutely my pleasure. You are looking dashing as always. Um, so wonderful of you to grace us with your presence here tonight. Uh, I hope you find the accommodations uh, to meet your expectations. Uh, I just sent uh, my finest worker up to the room to get set up with some blood wine, just as you like it. Um, we have the the art changed, everything set up, but you know where to find me if there's anything else that we can do to accommodate your needs this evening. Yes, yes, right this way. Yes, yes, thank you. I, I, and your finest worker, uh, who, who, and she kind of looks over to the employee of the month wall that's like all Jeffy. <laughs> yes, that would be the one. You remember Jeffy. He's yes. quite a nice little, little lad. Very, very good at taking orders and following them. Well, we are very glad to hear that he's working out in this position. Yes, very much so. And with that, the prince and her chauffeur whisk away into the courtyard, up the stairs, into the room. Jeffy, are you are you done by the time they get there? Did you did you work quickly? Uh, you would find you would find Deacon in the room, um, essentially just waiting for the prince. Uh, he's already done his business of securing the room. Uh, in which case, yeah, like I'm trying to get in and out before the prince is like, I don't want to inconvenience her. So Jeffy comes up, he sets the tables like, oh, God, good to see you again there, Mr. Deacon, just refreshment. And he does like the, you know, like the classic French waiter thing. He's got like a little uh, towel. He like pours the blood wine, wipes the rim, pours the blood wine, wipes the rim, leaves the rest of the bottle. And we're just like, I'll just get out of there, get out of your hair there, Mr. Deacon, uh, have a wonderful meeting. Uh, don't forget to call them if you need anything else. And he just like bows and scrapes and bows and scrapes. <laughs> <laughs> the entire time you're doing this, like Deacon is just kind of like sitting on one of the beds, watching TV, like flipping through the channels, like not even acknowledging you. Yeah, great. <laughs> uh, but you're out of there by the time the prince gets to the room. And you go back to the bar. Until I'm needed. Right. Yeah, Eloise is gonna go because everyone else is in the bar, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Eloise is gonna go in there and just kind of be like, "All right, everyone, uh, best behavior. Uh, Prince is here. The meeting is in process. No noise. Be quiet. Be attentive. Make sure everything is clean. You know the you know the deal." Please, um. I was thinking of actually going to be with Molly in case, you know, there's need to move the girl. You know, she trusts me. So maybe I can help keeping her quiet. 
I don't know if there would be any need to move the girl, but I think it's a very good idea for you to go in and make sure that she keeps quiet. Um, why don't you go in, go in and keep an eye on the situation. Make sure Foxglove doesn't do anything impulsive. I'm just going to smile and walk away. Melinda? Yes, Eloise. Excellent showing initiative. You'll be climbing the ladder in no time. Off you pop. <laughs> and then when she turns, she's going to completely change her like face and be like, ugh, and just walk to the room. And I think, Eloise, that's when you notice the probably perplexed look on Shep's face. Yeah. That, my friend, is none of your beeswax. We'll see. I'm going to activate my heightened senses. Okay. Just keep track of things remotely. <laughs> All right. So, Melinda, you've gone off to Fox Club's room. Yep. I'm going to knock twice and wait for Fox Club to open the door before barging in. <laughs> uh yeah, it's Foxglove cracks the door. Oh, uh it's you did it's she opens it wide. Come in, come in. Is our guest here? The prince has arrived, yes. Uh so we're just to keep quiet. Yeah. No noise. Nothing. And you see at this point that uh, that fuck is um, a lot of tattoos, but there's one in particular that she's kind of uh, rubbing a bit, just anxiously, a little bit nervously. It's a tattoo on the back of her left hand of a crescent moon. Foxglove, anything you want to tell me? Well, you know, just. Glad the, the prince is tolerant of uh, our situation here, you know. Um, my status in the community, if you will. But they still make me nervous. Um, just for my knowledge, do I know? Like what so the, you would know the, that the thin bloods are kind of accepted by the Camarilla court here, uh, yeah. but they are they are given a brand which looks like a tattoo, like the tattoo that um, Foxglove has. Uh, fortunately oh. for her, in particular, it kind of blends with the rest of her aesthetic. Um, mm -hmm. Not so for all thin bloods, but though. Okay, um, Melinda is going to walk towards Foxglove and put both of her hands like on her, like, Foxwell's shoulders. I made a promise to you that I would never let anything happen to you. And I plan to keep that promise. All right, so I guess we just be quiet then. 
Yes. Um, what have you girls been up to? Any good movies? You would see um, Foxglove has the the TV set up. I think she's she's probably streaming from what is what do you think Foxglove has? She probably she has a PS Five, right? She's definitely got a PS Five. Uh, but they're streaming Disney Plus, uh, and uh, Molly is currently watching Mulan. Mulan. Oh, I've, I've, I love that movie, Molly. Great choice. She looks up from the movie and just smiles at you. And looks back. It's the, um... It's the song where they're, like, joining the army. The, uh, I'll make a man out of you. Yes, uh, I... That is playing. And... Mm. Yeah, please go on, Melinda. Oh, no, no, no. Um, you can say whatever you want to say. I can. So, um, you see, as, as this is happening, Foxglove is kind of nervously checking out the window, just like peeking through the curtains. You can I'm definitely going... tell that she's still nervous. Um, Foxglove, please stop looking out the window. We don't want to bring attention to ourselves. No, so no, you're right. you're right. Normal. You're right. <sighs> Melinda is going to go sit next to Molly, by the way, as she's mm -hmm. like saying that. We're going to get in trouble again, right? No. And we're not going to get. And she gestures towards Molly. We're not going to get her in trouble, right? Melinda's going to stay quiet for a second. As long as we keep quiet, no one's going to get in trouble. And that's when you hear a voice from the other side of the room. As the sheriff, Deacon, steps out of the shadows. Get in trouble for what? God, are you serious? No! <laughs> so, Eloise, after sending Melinda off to uh, check on Molly and Foxglove, did you return to the front desk? Or did you stay in the bar? Okay. No, I, I returned to the front desk, and I'm probably... Um, Eloise would probably not have a camera in the room where the prince is because that would be probably a super vampire violation um <laughs> so but i mean there's probably there's cameras in the halls but i feel like probably not cameras in any of the room right like that i mean i think that's that's up to you i mean i think you know obviously it's unethical to have cameras but and I'm a mo monster, so do ethics really matter that much to you, or would you rather have your all-seeing eye on every little bit of your domain? Yeah, I think she would have um, cameras in most of the rooms, um, and definitely to keep an eye on her staff. 
I think you would find um, it pretty much impossible to keep your cameras uh, working in Foxglove's room. She always seems to like find them and spray paint over them or destroy them in some way or like point them at something unpleasant that you have to look at. Um, <laughs> but uh, other than that, um, yeah, I think you have. Uh, okay. I think you have your cameras going. Including, if you'd like, in the Prince's room. Deacon's pretty old to find this new wave of security cameras, you know, spy cameras that are incredibly small and hidden now. So that's up to you. No. That's it. Eloise wants to um, please the Prince and not spy on the Prince. So that's like like the room that you don't have your... Yeah. yeah. Okay, very good. Um, but yes, otherwise I have your eyes on everything. And she's like nervous and she's like tapping her fingers probably and like watching all of the other cameras to see like who's coming out of rooms, making sure that everyone in the bar is calm, making sure nothing no noise is coming out of Foxglove's room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything everything seems quiet. But something occurs to you, Eloise. The prince was here for a meeting. It was never explained to you who the prince would be meeting with. Mm-hmm. And another car has pulled into your parking lot as you've mm-hmm. been observing your cameras. Everything's been going very quiet. This one is not as grandiose. This one seems uh, older, beat up. Some of the damage to it even seems perhaps recent. Mm. And it pulls kind of hastily into a parking spot very near the door. It's actually a handicap spot, and you don't spy any handicap tags on the the car itself. So uh, perhaps that, yeah, classic, you know. a figure stumbles out of the car. He's wearing a slim-fitting black suit, uh, but it appears a bit worn and a bit tattered. And mm-hmm. he reaches back across uh, to the passenger seat of the car and pulls out a briefcase. Uh, he very briefly kind of straightens himself. Uh, his hair is very disheveled. You can see he's there's some blood dripping from the corner of his mouth. He briefly wipes that away. Uh, straightens out his suit and approaches the front doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, as he steps inside, he looks over to you immediately. Um, good evening. Um, I'm here to deliver this uh, to a special guest. I, I was told you would um, <clears throat> direct me where to go. Uh, yes, yes. Right this way, please. Um, we're going to 2.15, follow me. And like, chuckles and is like, hmm, uh, you're having a, a fine evening tonight? Uh, I, he looks very nervous. Uh, he looks a little woozy, perhaps, as well. Uh, you clock that this, this man is obviously mortal. Um, he's, he's very clearly bleeding. Mm. Okay. 
Shep, you're sitting in the bar with your heightened senses on, hearing, I'm assuming, is what you've chosen to heighten. You've heard the comings and goings on the highway side. You've heard the, the lone car a few minutes ago. Car door open and close. Now you're hearing what sound like motorcycle engines. Several of them. And you know the Hellraiser spikes. These aren't the Hellraiser spikes. Um, there, there's. You can tell with your heightened senses. Actually, to see how many there are, roll for me your wits and awareness plus your auspects. Chronicle. Uh, that was two successes. Two successes. Uh, you could tell it's three different engines. Uh, you can't clock exactly how many, um, but they're heading this way. The the bar, the restaurant, you know, the bar is closed for the evening. Uh, it's been closed down. You haven't had any customers. Nobody sh- should be coming here in such great numbers, as far as you know. Would uh, would, would I know that I would have heard it before anybody else, even where I am in the bar, or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially with your heightened senses on, but in in the bar is kind of positioned closer to the highway. There's there's windows. There's just kind of a view of the highway outside in the desert. And I uh, heard Eloise and the new arrival walk off away from the front. Yeah. So you yeah you heard that that visitor come inside you know peacefully. Uh, you would have heard like the doors opening and closing beyond in the the lobby. Um. All right. And now um, you hear this this gang of motorcycles uh, heading this way, pulling right towards your parking lot. So in order to get to the, their destined room, they'd be going around through the open courtyard area, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, like the, the inside yard, like they, they right. enter from the lobby, um, the interior courtyard upstairs. And is there an entrance to the courtyard through the bar? Uh, no, you have to go uh, back through the lobby. Shit. Um, does Eloise carry a cell phone? Does Eloise carry a cell phone? Yes. Okay, then I'm going to very quickly go to the front. Mm-hmm. Where the desk is, and pick up the desk phone and call Eloise. There is a phone in the bar if you want to call oh. Eloise. Okay, I'll do that. So, I'll call. Eloise's number. What you doing there? Uh, what you doing there, shit? We got more guests coming. I don't think they're expected. And Eloise probably has a ringtone that's like one of the basic like Motorola ringtones, like super old. Like her phone has like grandma size font on it, just for flavor. So it starts ringing and goes, oh, one moment. Hello. I'm expecting more guests, like a lot. Um, Eloise is going to look at the, the nervous human guy. Um, does, he, does he look, can I gather anything from like how he's acting? Like, is he acting nervous because he's about to meet with a vampire or nervous? Like, what's his body language? 
I mean, he looks like he's he's obviously been through some kind of, of fight to get to here tonight with whatever he's carrying in this briefcase that he's clinging to with his life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's clear his instructions were to deliver it to the prince, uh, whatever context he was he was told to do that in, like who the prince is. It's not clear. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I would say you've been around long enough that you could tell with these wounds he's he's most likely a ghoul. Uh, he's most likely got some some kindred vitae in him to be able to okay. sustain him to this point. Otherwise, a normal a normal human would probably be unconscious, if not dead, from his injuries. Okay. Um, Eloise is going to look at him and say, "How likely is it that you were followed here tonight, dear?" Uh, pretty fucking likely. I... Can we just get this all over with? I think everybody's got to go. Um, Eloise is going to go to her phone and say, no other guest expected, but uh, not unlikely that we were followed. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to run out to the front. Okay. Eloise is going to um, basically like push this guy forward to like hurry him up to get to the room. All right. Yes. Yeah, so you're, you're essentially pushing him along. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting him to the room. Shep, you got the info you were looking for. Jeffy, you're in the bar, too. Well, like, I guess, I don't understand it. who's coming. Do we need, like, we get, I got the double barrel in the back room, right? Don't we have an armory in our place? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I could get the double barrel. I don't know what, what are we expecting? I think we're expecting trouble. Meet me up front. And then I'm just bolt for the front. All right, then yeah, Je- Jeffy will go get the shotgun. Like we're in the desert. There's a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, I, just, right. I haven't had one of these in a long time, Shep. I, I'm not much of a fighter. You're gonna protect me, right? Best I can. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. Good talk. Just like um, just like the cave. That's that's what you said. That's what I heard. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So, meanwhile, back in Fox Club's room, Linda, yes. you are face face with the sheriff. Quick, quick cl- clarifying question. So, like, I'm sitting down next to Molly on the bed, right? Because mm-hmm. she was watching TV, and then the sheriff came out of like maybe the corner behind. So he's- He's yeah, he's he's a Nosferatu, so he um, yeah. he has the powers of obfuscate. Uh, so clearly, at some point, when the door was opened and closed, he invisibly slipped into the room and chose this moment to reveal his presence. Okay, 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 okay. Um, Melinda is of course going to be shocked, like startled, um, but she's going to try to quickly recover and turn to the sheriff. Oh, sheriff, i surprised to see you here. How can we help you? Well, I uh, thought might be, maybe a little something might be going up with the, the kid, and now there's trouble, so Melinda, cut the bullshit. What's going on here? So oh, this is a, a 
right hand for the prince? Yes. <laughs> okay, here we go. Let's see how this is gonna turn out. Something good. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. Melinda's gonna stand up. Um. Gonna move away from Molly, but before she does that, she's going to place a hand on Molly, try to like nod at her, like, please stay calm, like, it's fine, like a reassuring smile. Like, Melinda is trying to not look like she's freaking out. Well, you, you remember Molly, right? You saw her screaming and running towards Eloise, right? Um, here's the situation. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Uh, Melinda's going to look at Foxglove and then back at the sheriff. We have no idea who her parents are. They stayed here for a week and then left. And now we are kind of in charge of this kid. But let me tell you something. Eloise doesn't share that many details with me. I was just put into, like, babysitting um, duties. So I'm just trying to, you know, to play my part. So let's roll your manipulation plus your subterfuge. To see okay, if you okay. can pretty openly lie. Yeah, maybe make a round check for this one. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. You said what? What am I rolling again? Uh, manipulation plus subterfuge. Okay. Okay, I don't get hungrier. No. Okay. Uh. Okay. Yeah, because this is not a big roll. Shit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Easy. Okay, well, here we go. Willpower. This is so scary. Four successes. Is that okay? Is that good? <laughs> Unfortunately, four is not going to be enough. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the sheriff look on your story with uh, great skepticism. Okay. Look. What's really going on here? Who's the kid? You wouldn't be looking after some guest kid. You would you would turn him over to the authorities. Keep the heat off you. Why are you keeping this kid secret? What's going on here, Melinda? Okay, okay, okay. This is this is what's going to happen. <sighs> okay. Guess. Honestly, I do not know where she came from. I know one day, one night, she was here. And now you and I are having this conversation. And Eloise told you to look after her. She asked if I could take care of her while she deals with the hotel. You know, she cannot be at two places at once. 
So um, Eloise knows where the kid came from. I am not sure. And that's honestly, like, M Melinda thinks she knows, but it's not true. Just FYI, I'm not trying to lie. <laughs> Sheriff, I'm not trying to start any trouble. We don't want anything to affect what we have been building here. No, I think that would be very unfortunate, and that's why I don't appreciate withholding information. If this could be a threat to our organization in whatever fashion, I need to know about it. Well, that's the thing, Sheriff. I don't... And then Melinda is going to look at, at Molly. Um, I don't think she's going to be a threat to us. Why is she here? There's nowhere else we can send her. Does she know anything? She knows I'm Melinda Hart. I own an Etsy store. She knows Foxglove. She knows Eloise runs a hotel. That's what's been said to her. She has met Jeffy, yes. And you know how Jeffy can be. But that is all. She knows nothing about, you know, us. Well, no, hold on. Scratch that. Scratch that. <laughs> um, she, she does not know who we are. That's in our group. I'll be keeping an eye on the situation. And I will be having a conversation with Eloise. Do what you must. And with that, he crosses to the door and exits. <clears throat> so, meanwhile, Jeffy and Shep. Wait, uh, can I? Quickly, yes. when she when he leaves, I'm gonna text Eloise. Um, just um, SOS. Sheriff knows. Boop, and then. <laughs> All right. Um, so <laughs> Eloise, as you're coming, uh, as you you dropped off uh the the mortal uh your your guest uh at the room, you knock on the door. The prince's buff chauffeur answers uh, immediately, kind of helps the guy in. Uh, he kind of collapses into the, the uh, chauffeur's arms and uh, he kind of carries him in, uh, making sure to secure the briefcase on the way. Uh, the, the prince's chauffeur gives you a curt nod of appreciation and closes the door. 
Um, before he closes the door, um, I'd like to say, um, just so you know, uh, we might have a few unexpected visitors. There may have been a tale, but not to worry. My, my security will, will handle everything. He pauses for a moment, uh, just kind of looking at you, and then gives another curt nod and close the door. Okay. And that's when you get a text notification. Your, whatever your text sound is goes off, Eloise. <laughs> and you get uh, the text message from Melinda, SOS, Sheriff knows. Oh, shoes! And she puts her phone in her pocket and shuffles as quickly as she can shuffle her lumpy body um, back toward uh, Back toward the front. So out front, Shep, you see Shep and Jeff, Jeff B, you've got the, the double barrel shotgun. Uh, you see four motorcycles pull into the parking lot. Um, riding them are four I mean, they look like Hell's Angels, basically. They're, they, um, they're not your typical bikers that, that hang out here. Say that again, they're not your typical... <clears throat> they're not your, uh, your Hellraisers. They're not your, the typical bikers that hang out here. Um, mm -hmm. You've never seen these, these four guys before. Um, their clothes look very worn and tattered. Uh, and two of them are noticeably covered in what appears to be like sand and dirt. Okay. Can, can we tell if they're human or not human? You can't. Yeah, this is, this is in the parking lot um, out front. So Eloise, you could be he probably heading back out, out this way, but you're not here yet. Um, Jeff and Jeffy uh, are out here essentially waiting to greet these guests. Do they smell like they're alive? Um, roll for me your wits and awareness, uh, plus your aspect. Three. Um, hard. I mean, hard to tell. They smell pretty, pretty earthy. Yeah, can't really tell if they're alive or not. Um. They look like they're covered in dirt, not like dust from the road. Yeah, two of them, yeah. Two of them. Um, okay. Interesting. Um, and they pull up and immediately uh, they see you guys standing out front. Are they armed? Um, you notice they are armed. Um one of them has a uh, shotgun slung on a holster across his back. Um, one of them has a, a pretty uh, wicked-looking baseball bat with like spikes and nails and things like that in it. Um, and you see the other two have what look to be some kind of like other uh, handguns. One of them, there's like a pommel of a hunting knife sticking out of his his vest, uh, obviously hanging from his belt as they're as they're pulling up to the parking lot. And I have the double barrel, like, kind of, like, 
propped behind, you know, like an uh, like a pillar or a car or something, so that they don't immediately see that I'm armed. Uh sure, yeah, yeah. I think there's probably like one of those like like pillars, like there's like little awning for cars to like pull through for check in and stuff like that. <clears throat> That's like exactly what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna step up and just say. Sorry, fellas. No vacancy tonight. Oh, you don't want to stand in the way of what we're looking for? We know he's here. We followed him. Hey, that's his car, boys. And uh, they, they park their motorcycles right where they're, they're standing. They hop off right in front of you uh, and begin to pull their weapons. Now, you don't want to stand in our way. We're just going to pop in, get what we've been hunting, get out of here. You don't have to get hurt in all this. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you, uh, Phyllis, to uh, vacate the premises. We have a gas leak that we're uh, trying to figure out. And uh, uh, I'm like, while I'm kind of talking to them and getting their attention, I'm like making eyes at Shep who is, like, the bruiser. I'm trying to, like, pull attention towards me so Shep can maybe, like, get a get a whacking in. So, um, if you guys could just, you know, no need for any of that. I don't know who you're here for. Uh, we just have technicians. As, and, uh, as you're talking, uh, Jeffy, uh, the one with the shotgun, pulls it out of the sling on his back and pulls it at you. Doesn't say anything, but it's it's trained on you now. As you're talking, the the one that you were facing off with, Shep, uh, he's the one that's armed with the the wicked looking baseball bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he hasn't even turned to acknowledge Jeffy. He's staring you dead in the eyes. How far is he from me? Uh, I'd say probably about six feet. All right. Uh, feral weapons and attack. All right. So make a rouse check for feral weapons. Moon is a nine? Yes. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So success. All right. So your claws come out. And then it is your strength plus your brawl. Yeah. Specialty with feral weapons. So plus one. Uh, and then, Jeffy, what is your intention? So, uh, depends on whether you rule that this is a valid use of the power. Dude's, like, staring me down with a shotgun at me, right? Mm-hmm. Can I just go, well, why don't you just forget about all that? Make him forget that he wanted to shoot me. With, uh, cloud memory. Interesting. Um, let me look at cloud memory real quick. Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna wind up being a valid use of the power, but the idea of him, like, why did I pull this shotgun? And then, like, if I can do that, like D- Jeffy's gonna duck around cover so he doesn't just get like blasted in the face. Let's see. Uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna rouse this one just to try and get a big hit off the open. That is a success. That's another two die. Oh boy. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, I guess I guess you could use use it in that way uh, to like momentarily fuse him. Um, I mean, it's only like a, a couple of minutes, so he's just gonna like forget pulling into the parking lot essentially. Um, That's kind of yeah. what I'm kind of being Muslim so I can like move away out of his like line of sight instead of like having him, you know, basically got me dead to rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is your uh, charisma plus your dominate. Cool. Uh, and I'm going to spend a willpower because I have a potential crit on the board and I want to see if I can hit it. Uh, I'm down a lot of willpower, but uh, let's see how that goes. Fuck yeah. Okay, so this is <laughs> this is going to be good. Um, so that did come up a crit. So that's crit is four. Yes, yeah. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Eleven. All right, eleven. Um, he got five successes uh, with his counter attack. So that is, what, six in the margin, and then it's plus two for feral weapon damage. Is it plus... I know it's unhalved, but is it also plus two? Let me double... I... I thought it was... I thought it was plus two, plus... And, and also on superficial. Oh, sure. Yep, plus two modifier. Mm-hmm. All damage. damage. Yep. It causes aggravated to mortals, superficial damage, inflicted. And it's not Yeah. Yep. So six, seven, eight. All right. So you lunge forward, Jeff, tearing a deep gash uh, into this, this biker with your claws. Uh, realizing as you rend into his flesh that he is indeed a kindred, yep. uh, erasing all doubt from your mind. Uh, as the the damage is massive and he staggers back a bit, but he is not downed by this. Um, and then how many successes did you get on yours, Jeffy? Two Just successes. Two. Okay, so that is not going to be enough uh, to cloud the memory of this individual as he's still leveling the shotgun at you. As soon as uh, Shep leans, uh, lunges forward, uh, he goes to pull the trigger on you, Jeffy. So, um, are you going... Are you, I'm assuming you want to dodge out of the way. Yeah, the idea was to try to, like, you know, bamboozle him and get out of the way anyway, but so Jeffy's like, oh, shit! <laughs> and then he's starts. So roll for me your dexterity plus your athletics, and I believe the way it works is because you've already taken your action this turn. You're at a minus one, is I believe what the system is. Okay. Yeah, all right. Then I'm going to uh, rouse. I don't get hungrier. Again, two. Probably class me. Okay. At least everybody's going to hear the gunshot. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask, like, how loud does this have, like... Oh, it's about, it's about yeah. to be loud. So, um, just to remind everyone, this is all happening, like, very, very quickly yeah. uh, at this point. But um, but the gunshot will draw everyone's attention. Let me see exactly how much damage it does. Shot. And you got two successes? Yep. Okay, so that's going to be so you're going to take five superficial wounds before having you do get to have this 
So that is what you round down or round up on that? You tell me. I think you round up. So three? So take three, yeah. I think, let me check. I have it. Right. And as the shot goes off, all of the rest of you in the motel hear the gunshot in the parking lot. Uh, so Eloise, how do you react to that? Uh, you're you're heading downstairs. You've just received a text message. Uh, the sheriff knows, and you hear your gunshot go off. Yeah, Eloise's um, first priority was always going to be um, figuring out who was tailing and making sure they didn't get um, past security, a.k.a. Chef. Mm -hmm. uh, so she's going to go down there and see what's going on. Um, I imagine she probably has some kind of gun or weapon Actually, I think uh, you're really um, you're good with your fists, right? Like, are, do you have any potence? Just pivoting. Um, okay, here we go. No. I have soaring leap, mm -hmm. but I was gonna put on unseen passage. Oh yeah, and kind yeah. of. Sneak up behind um, whoever was coming in to try and attack from behind, from the rear. Oh. Yeah. Do classic Nos for too. Classic Nos. All right. So you, you slip outside, activating your unseen passage. Yeah. Uh, so that's a rouse check. What hungry am I at? Oh, I'm at two. Most of us was two. Oh, oh, shit. oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'm three. Three hungries. Three hungries. Um, all right, so you are effectively invisible. Okay. You sneak out and see the four individuals, uh, the four bikers. Um, Jeffy, how how badly did that hurt you? Uh, that shotgun blast. Uh, three out of five. Okay, so you're looking you're looking pretty fucked up, but you haven't rolled over, or you have rolled over into aggravated. No, 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 no. three superficial out of a five. Oh, oh, I see, I see. Yes, that's right. So that's I've got right. some okay. wounds, but I'm gonna mitigate them on my next turn. Okay, yeah. So, so, uh, Eloise, immediately. You see that Jeffy was uh, the victim of the gunshot wound as his uh, torso is kind of blasted. You see, like, holes uh, blown okay. through him. Uh, but he's not, he's not down. He's not grievously injured. That really pisses Eloise off. He's my protege. Uh, so she's going to go after the one who just shot him. Okay, yeah. And just try and, like, lift him up and, like, smack him on the ground head first. <laughs> do you, uh, you don't have a potent power prowess, do you? I do not. 
Um, but I've got a lot of strength in brawl. Okay, yeah, I think that's enough. Um, all right, so roll for me your strength plus your brawl. Okay. So three others. And then Shep, uh, the one you uh, you and um, looks pretty surprised by your ferocity, but he uh, he kind of levels up his his weapon, his baseball bat, and and gestures for you to come at him again. Okay, what are the other two doing? Uh, the other two have uh, have pulled their guns uh, at this point, um, but they're kind of backed off. The leader seems to have kind of declared this like a one-on-one between the two of you and one is tied up with with Jeffy. Okay. Um, I'm going to attack again. I'm going to make a rouse check because I'm still sitting at one hunger. That succeeds. So... And then he is also going to make a rouse check on his roll. All right. Mm-hmm. That's a six. That's a six. Yeah. All right. Um, he got four on this one, so that is still two in the margin. So four damage. So another four damage, and you rend into him again. And he still he still stands, but he's 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 looking pretty roughed up. You looking impaired yet? <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> A fucker. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, that's, that's kind of like fine. he's he's very stacked on the fortitude, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. uh, so I'm only doing half damage to him. Fuck. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's my turn. All right. Uh, so Eloise, what did you get on your? Um, I got a three, and I should also mention that there is a beast mm. on the table. All right. Uh, so, Jeffy, here's what you see. You've just been shot. Um, the the biker is, is leveling the gun at you to take another blast when right behind him you see Eloise pop out of the shadows. And without even looking away from you, he holds a hand up and catches her by the throat as she lunges in. And instead of of you uh, slamming him into the ground, he slams you into the ground. Um, So you're going to take two superficial wounds from being ground pounded. Uh, And Jeffy, you see this. So what would you, are you now the pissed off one, Jeffy, Jeffy? (laughs) Yeah, if if I have an opportunity, then I'm I'm trying to blast him. Yeah, so please, do, please do. So uh, can I also me, can I also mend? You can, yeah, you can mend. Mending. I do get hungrier, but at That's least right. that only takes one at my health, right? Or at my yes, uh, your blood potency. Blood potency. So down to. Too superficial. Okay. Three hungries. And I'm going to shoot him. And I believe the standard firearms roll is composure plus fire. I do believe you are correct. And what? 
Rouse as well. It's not worth it. We're in a pretty dire space. So I'm going to rouse as well. Oh, hungry again, but it doesn't count for this one. <laughs> what are you up to? Uh, four successes worth the willpower. Four successes? Yes. Um, so that is going to be two in the margin for you. Dope. Dope, dope, dope. Um, yeah. So you, you blast back and take a chunk. Uh, he, he kind of took his focus away from you for just a moment as he was slamming Eloise into the ground and you saw your opening. Uh, and took your shot. Uh, he is—he is also still standing. Um, obviously, Sorry. also kindred. And uh, we're going to go back to so uh, Melinda. Hearing this, this now repeated gunshots. Have you have you gone? Have you left the room? Are you kind of barricading in with uh, with Foxglove and Molly to kind of keep them safe? So I was going to ask that um, the sheriff left, like leaves the room already when. This happened, yes. or are we all yeah, he, he had already he had already left the room uh, before the gunshot started. Um. Uh, I think. How many gunshots did happen? Like how many? Was it three, two? Okay. Um, yeah, this one two. So after the first one, I think. Melinda will push Molly into the bathroom. Um, tell her to lock the door and don't come out unless I, like, Fox Club or myself come back into the room. And then as I'm walking away, I probably tell her that, you know, if Jeffrey comes around, maybe also trust him. Um, <laughs> And then I'm going to turn to Foxglove. What is that? Can you see anything from the window? I mean, no, I think it's happening in the, the other side of the building, in the parking lot, maybe. Get your stuff. We need to move. And, um... Yeah, Foxglove collects some of her belongings. I actually was wondering if before leaving the room, like as a as a turn, I can do what's the name? Sorry. Um so I was thinking of doing Scorpion's Touch, um, which will turn A bladed melee weapon into like poisonous. Like if I pour the blood over it, um, it would. So can I do a turn to do that? Because it says that I need to focus for a turn. Yeah, yeah, you can spend a turn to um, coat okay. a bladed weapon in your vitae and turn it poisonous. Yeah. I'd probably just do that before leaving the room, but you know, I don't. I, I have like a, like a bag. So I probably took out the blade from there. 
and do that. What kind of uh, what kind of knife is it? Oh, probably it's like the worst type of knife that you can think of because Melinda hates using like weapons, but she's like, I need to be prepared. So it's probably like I don't know, like a steak knife. Let's say a steak knife. I love that. <laughs> All right, so you have a steak knife uh, coated in your poison vitae. Yeah. Um, you see, uh, in, as part of her orations, uh, Foxglove pulls out a uh, what appears to be a, a dab pen, uh, but the, the waxy substance uh, inside it is uh, red, like the color of blood. Uh, and she she activates the battery, she takes a big hit from it, and then lets out a huge cloud of vape. All right, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> and she takes off out the door. Um, yeah, I've, I follow her. All right, so you guys will be coming into the parking lot momentarily. Uh, Shep, you're still Shep. squaring off with the apparent leader. Yep. Next round. Next round. All right. He's rouse. going to. He's and... going to rouse again as well. Oh, uh, for a second! I just lost it. So, ooh, he's going to get hungry yeah. on that one. Can ooh, I say that I stopped on in my studio real quick? That lastly, like Fox sure. Club is running towards. I stop on my studio. That's it. Yeah. Okay. And then he's going to spend a willpower on this one to reroll two. Well, I, I already have a crit, but I've got three blanks that I'm going to try to get success okay. on. He ended up with a six oh. total. Um, so four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight. Yep. All right. So that's another two in the margin for you. So that's another four, which his toughness will have to do. <laughs> Right. All right. Um, but you did come up again uh, on the next round. So you are whittling him away, and he's looking like he's losing his confidence in this fight a little bit. And he kind of glances back to the other two behind him. Uh, they don't move yet, but things start to really turn against him. He's signaling for them to jump in. So what would I need to do to make this to make a social con contest against him? Uh, well, what would you like to do? Uh, maybe intimidate, perhaps? I want to taunt him. Um, let me think of a good line. I'll, I'll come up with it on my next turn. Okay, yeah. Um, Alright, so, Jeffy and Eloise. Eloise, you've just been slammed into the ground. Your surprise attack turned against you. Um, so, Eloise is going to get back up and just, like, keep trying. Um, All right, so you're gonna like pounce at him again. Yeah, exactly. Try to like slam, slam into him. Okay, very good. Or just like and then, try and run up and just like punch him, like sucker punch him. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, you're kind of like uh, on the ground, like at his feet. So you can just kind of like spring up. Yeah, that's. Um, exactly do you, wait, do you have soaring leap? Do you want to soaring leap up? So sucker punch him. Yes. That's exactly what I want to do. Perfect. I love that. All right. So roll your strength and brawl again, please. And then, Jeffy, what would you like to do? 
I'm shooting the other barrel before I have to reload. Use different dice. Mm. <laughs> Do you want to spin the <laughs> Imagine the worst case scenario. No, That's what just so. Two and a beast. Oh. Two and a beast. <laughs> zero and a beast. <laughs> All right. So again, um, that's that's uh, not not going to be quite enough. Uh, so what you see, Jeffy, as you're preparing, lining up your next shot, is you see you see Eloise spring up, unnaturally bestial strength and force, uh, trying to to strike at uh, the biker that has been engaged with you, uh, that slammed her onto the ground. And she completely overshoots it with her potent strength, completely misses the guy, and slams into like the roof of the awning uh, with a huge amount of force. You're going to take another two superficial wounds from that. Oh, I guess half that to one. So you only actually take one superficial wound. Wow. Um, you're now up on the roof of the uh, of the like overhang uh, little drive-through area. Oopsie. Oopsie. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm at a uh, four hunger, so I can't. I don't want to rouse. Uh, so it's all hunger dice and okay. blast. All right, all right. Two successes. No beast shield. Just two successes. All right. So two successes. Um, that's not going to be enough. And he actually catches you with his shot this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had two. He had five successes. That's three in the margin. Uh, it's plus three damage value for so that's six total, half to three. So you're going to take another three superficial wounds. And that carries over to one ag. I thought you healed one. Yeah, well, I only have five. It, it wouldn't let you delete it before. It didn't actually. Oh, delete. okay. Then that's just yeah. A full so you should be a full, full yeah. Tracker. Full health tracker of uh, superficial. Mm. Great. Really, really good. Cool. All right. Um, and uh, we're back up to Shep. Uh, and Foxglove will join shortly. Yeah, I didn't come up with anything. I'm just going to attack because that's my best skill. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So roll it again. I don't have anything to taunt him with. Um, it's uh, if you hit him this time, it's uh, you're going to do enough damage to knock him to impaired. So keep that in mind. Arouse. All right. So Rouse, he's also got Rouse. I failed that one, so I do get hungrier. Success. He does not get hungrier. Okay. Get down. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. He got nine and a messy critical. Uh, one, two, uh, nine total. Nine total. With the crit. Okay. I'm definitely not going to beat him on that. Let me see how many he got. One, two, three, four. Uh, seven. Okay, seven. So that's two in the margin for him. Uh, and a messy critical. And he comes in. Like, you're, you're prepared for your next strike. You've had him pretty much on the ropes this whole fight. And the beast just snaps within him. And he comes out swinging with just reckless fury. And uh, catches you. Uh, you're going to end up after having. You're going to take two superficial wounds 
from the uh, baseball bat strike, but he looks like he's in the grips of a compulsion, perhaps, to, to do harm, yeah. you, you might say. Uh, so he seems a little reckless uh, as he's swinging at you. He's not really looking for a car- cautious, guarded fight at this point. He's just fury. All right. There's nothing about that. I is there anything about that I can use to my advantage? Or, I mean, not really. You can just tell he's he's not frenzying, but he's close to frenzy. All right, um, Eloise, you're up on the roof. <laughs> News. Um, she's gonna jump back down. And um, try and get back in the fight. Does that take more than one turn? You you could jump back down and like attack as part of your jump down, like jump him from above. Yeah, that's <laughs> slam true. into him. Yeah, jump on his shoulders and just start beating on his head. <laughs> yeah, he's just gonna do yeah, Hardy Boys like. Mm-hmm. All right, so strength and brawl again. Okay, let's see. <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's cooperate a little bit more. Three successes? I thought it was three. Okay. I think three someone successes. Yeah. All right. Three successes would be a tie, and a tie goes to the active vampire. So you slam into him, knocking him off balance. Uh, for this this round, uh, giving Jeffy a pretty clear opening. He's going to try at least. Okay, so Jeffy, add uh, to your dice pool for the opening that uh, Eloise has given you. A plus one, please. Okay. Two successes. Oh. <laughs> So even with that, Jeffy, you just can't you just can't connect on the shot. Uh, you definitely need to spend some time at the the range practicing with this. Um, but he uh, he was off balance, so he didn't get to return fire to you this round because uh, Eloise is kind of bold timber. And then Melinda and Foxglove, you come running out. Also, Shep, you would notice that this time uh, one of the one of the two that were uh, kind of back up for the the leaders fight seemed to have vanished. Shit. Um. Do I see Melinda and Foxglove coming around, or am I too focused on this guy? Uh, I would say you would see. Probably you would see them, um, Melinda. I stopped by the studio first, so you probably see Foxglove first, because um, Melinda went to grab a couple things. What did Melinda go to grab? She went to go grab... Okay. Um, she... What's the name of that thing? Hold on, I had it here. Um, she went to go grab a gold inlaid ceremonial dagger that she keeps in one of her shelves. Mm-hmm. And then, you can tell me if this is a loud tray, uh, but um, she probably kept in a hidden box a couple of vials with her blood, with Melinda's blood. 
Um, so she's going to grab like two or three of those files. And then she is going to, yep, that's it. And then she's probably going to also push so, the flavor. Oh, so yeah. what's, um, what's, what are you, what's the intention with the vials of your blood? Okay, I think this might be a crazy idea, but I think this is how Melinda's mind is going to work. Um, so one of her um, ways that she can defend herself is by doing a, sorry if I don't pronounce this correctly, Dag Dagon's call, D-A-G-O-N. Which basically requires the victim to be exposed to her blood before uh, uh, experiencing the the thing. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Melinda, yeah, it's in page two seventy five, I believe. Um, so, like from an open wound. So she, it's not like she's going to use them. Oh, she, interesting. <laughs> yeah, okay. She's just going to like mark them, essentially. <laughs> exactly. So she yeah. thinks of, of her the vials of blood as in, like, she throws them at the victim. They're, they probably have open wounds if they've been fighting. Um, mm -hmm. Or at least, you know, something. A single that drop happens. smeared across the arm is enough. Exactly. So it's just a way for Melinda to maybe use that ritual. So it's not like she's going to use them, but at least she has a backup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I like that. <laughs> um, and then the, the dagger is for that ritual. Um, mm -hmm. And then she probably also had some flavors, so she probably takes a couple of, like, lavender poopery that she has in one of the vials, uh, and then just, like, some... Uh, I don't know, eucalyptus oils and stuff. Like, just something that she can use to throw. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then she will move outside. All there right, it is. So <laughs> Jeff, Jeffy, and Eloise, you would all see Foxglove come running out first. I want to activate the unseen as well. Okay. <laughs> um, as soon as I see that one of them is missing... I'm just gonna like growl out. Uh, one's gone missing. Uh, All right. is gonna say, "Find him, Shep." Little pissy. <laughs> yeah, you see the guy like frantically like lining up for another swing, like right at Shep's head. <laughs> um. So, Jeffy. The guy's off balance. You heard Chip call out once missing. Uh, if I flick on my uh, Sense the Unseen, can I like do a scan? Uh, yeah, that's um, I believe that's your wits and awareness plus aspects. That's uh, seven, eight, nine. That's something I'm actually good at. <laughs> uh, and yet I'm still going to spend a willpower. <laughs> just make, I just want to make sure. Yeah. Make sure. Yeah, crit. Two, four, five, six. Successes. Six. 
Uh, so meets meets beats on this one. You see over around the bushes uh, towards the side of the motel, the sheriff obfuscated has dragged one off, and oh. it's just uh, he's got him subdued. Yeah. We'll say. I don't think we got a switch yet. <laughs> and then, like, is that my whole turn, like, clocking that? Um, yeah, yeah, I would say, like, looking around, scanning to that level, using your powers would be your action. Well, all right, Eloise, you came down on uh, the one with the shotgun, left him off balance. What would she, you like to do? She's going to try again. To All right, so you strengthen your brawl again for us, please. Okay. Come on, little dicey dice. Come on, mute. Okay, I definitely won't choose the same dice as before. <laughs> <laughs> um, four with a beast. <laughs> <laughs> four is going to be enough. If that is you, um, so uh, you you slam into him again, like knocking him off. Uh, just bring your fists across his face. Uh, uh and. Jeffy had your action, so Shep, I believe you're up uh, again. Attacking again. All right. as well. He's angry. He's off balance. He's taking wild swings at you. Oh, fuck. Uh, I'm going to spend another willpower because that is not going to be enough. Mm. He got eight with crit this time. Mm. Well, if all three of these come up successes, I'll have six. Oh, I guess there's a possible crit on deck, so we'll see. Mm, there you go. I did not get it. I got four successes. Four successes. All right, so that is four in the margin for him. So you're going to take, an, after having, you're going to take another three superficial wounds. All right. As he smacks you across the face, leaving jagged cuts in your, your skin with the baseball bat. Um, Melinda, at this point, you run out into the chaos. You see uh, Shep squared off with a motherfucker with a spike baseball bat. You see Jeffy uh, armed with your shotgun. Yes. Jeffy, yeah, you're you're still posted up by the um, pillar, yeah. So that that would be probably who you would see first. Uh, Fox Love right ahead of you, and then Jeffy uh, posted up by one of the columns. You would see Eloise uh, smacking around a dude with a shotgun, uh, and one other guy kind of standing watching the, the fight between Jeff and the baseball. Uh, baseball Wait, there's a, there's one person just watching. 
Do nothing? Yeah, yeah essentially, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um... So I see. He, he has his gun drawn. Uh, he has, but he's yeah. He's essentially like like monitoring the leader fighting Shep. Who am I the closest to, Jeffy? Yeah. Jeff, Jeff. No, mm -hmm. Um. Uh, okay. Uh. I I think Melinda is going to freeze because she's not she doesn't like fights. She actually has not a lot of training, so she has no idea what to do. Um uh, uh, Jeffy? Uh do do you need my help, Jeffy? I mean, can I can I even hear her? I'm like uh, and you see he's, like, his clothes are all shredded. He's bleeding from, like, a bunch of shotgun wounds. <laughs> okay, I guess, I guess that's a no. Um, Eloise, do you, do you need my help? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, here, here I go. Um. And that's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like you probably see Melinda taking out the um um the bottles of like the lavender oils and the eucalyptus. It's like, okay, here we go. <laughs> All right. Um so we are, I believe, Jeffy. Uh I mean we're shooting. <laughs> um and I think we have to rouse because I thought you were at four hunger. I am, but I'm also at a full fucking health tracker, so yeah, uh, I gotta do something. I don't get hungrier, <laughs> luckily. My shotgun blast is <laughs> a zero success, bestial failure. Oh, zero success. Broken. Bestial failure. All right. So you you again just wildly you you can't the hunger is is rising too much in your mind, Jeffy. You can't concentrate. You can't compose yourself to to aim with this gun, and the beast is is beginning to entirely take over as this this final final miss drives your hunger a five. There it goes. So set your hunger tracker to full. You can willingly make rouse checks. Uh, if you are forced to make a rouse check and you fail it, you fall into torpor. Just fall over. <laughs> As there is no blood left to animate you. Good times. Um, and then I need you to, I think, also immediately make a free check because there is a lot of vitae being spilled around and you are very hungry. Uh, that's just unspent willpower. Mm -hmm. Unspent willpower plus two for your humanity. Oh. Right. Uh, two successes. Two successes. I don't believe I at five hundred. That's enough. I'm pretty sure it's not. Yeah, I would say for this, I would set the difficulty for three because there's a lot of vitae around, and I think there would there would be some in your mouth that you're tasting because of your own spilled vitae. 
Um, so I would say that it's not going to be enough. And Jeffy, you are going to fall into the grips of a hunger frenzy. Fun. This is just the time for that. And Jeffy, as the beast rises in your mind, you see many targets around Eloise her quarry being probably the closest in your sight, and the beast is indiscriminate about really which one you end up snacking on. So, with that in mind, I think there's a cliffhanger ending and in the middle of this week. Oh, really? As Jeffy is overpowered by the beast and lunges forward, dropping his shotgun to the ground, the baseball bat leader, baseball bat wielding leader of the, the bikers squares up for another swing at Shep, and Shep crouches, lunging, ready to lunge with his claws out. Melinda sorting through her, her, her uh, lotions and oils and essential oils about which one. Uh, that is where we will close our story for the evening on this <laughs> dramatic cliffhanger uh, next week.